0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on where you're listening at. This is Jake with Radio Underland coming to you almost live, live to your speakers, I guess. Oh, it's been an interesting day. Sat here, completely rearranged my uh, studio, listening to a little old school Sammy Hagar that he can't drive 55, especially with these gas prices. drinking my liquid death sparkling water which is insanely overpriced i don't know why, why my wife bought these it kind of tastes like uh like a Perrier in a can i don't know what the infatuation is with liquid death but i see all these guys wearing the liquid death t-shirts i see them rocking all this liquid death whatever talking about a gimmick man for, for the, you guys that don't know liquid death it's just some it's uh let's see I'm sure it's just tap water ran through a filter, but what do they claim it is? It says straight from the Alps, liquid death. This one's sparkling, so it's got little, you know, bubbles to it. All right, anyways, let's get to it. Enough about the liquid death crap. Let me get rid of Sammy Hagar here. And I do have something interesting, and what they did was uh, these guys went out there on the street and they went into blue states, heavily blue states, and they just interviewed people at the pump about the gas prices and it's kind of it's kind of funny because all the anti-trump, well, not all of it, but a lot of the anti-trump kind of went out the window with the with the gas prices here. Listen to this
1: If you could choose to have Joe Biden or Donald Trump in office looking at that four dollars and nineteen gallon of gas price, who would you have in office
2: Trump. Trump gonna make us get there. Trump gonna keep us some money in our pockets. Cause Biden ain't getting us no money right now. We are going broke. So Trump, I'm your supporter, man. <laughs> I would choose Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm not gonna get into that. Oh, uh, to be
0: honest. It'd probably be Trump. Um I mean I don't know Trump,
2: I mean more is more 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 better for
1: better? Oh, I would still choose Biden. Still choose Biden. Yeah, how come? Um There's a lot that Trump did that I didn't agree with, and um, gas prices suck, but I don't think that the gas situation always directly relates to the president. I kind of wish, you know, Biden would step up to the plate a little more, you know. Feel like when Trump was in office, the economy was flourishing. Look at the economy now. Under Donald Trump, gas was a lot cheaper. If you yeah. could choose between Trump or Biden in office right now, who would you choose? Biden, of course. I, I'm socially extremely liberal, and I think Biden has that social aspect, especially with the LGBTQ generation that you know we're all growing up with. I really like Biden's policies on that. Um, so I do. I think it's worth it to have a socially liberal president in power.
0: Oh no, man, Trump did some pretty wild stuff, man. I <laughs> will probably still go with Biden.
1: Still Biden?
0: Yeah, man, it felt kind of wild, man. Do
1: you Still think Biden. Joe Biden's to blame for the rising gas prices?
0: Nah, the war is, man. The war in yeah,
1: Ukraine? Yeah, Russia, Putin?
3: Yeah, Ru- yeah, Russia.
1: How is Russia affecting the gas prices?
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't want to talk no more. Okay.
0: Remember the song, Lily Allen, Fuck You? Well, apparently that's what's being listened to by our House representatives or whatever the guys up are in Sacramento. Because the, the headline of this article is Republican lawmakers did not gather enough votes to eliminate California's gas tax. What? Well, another word for that is that the Democrats didn't let it pass. So Republican legislators... Assemblyman, headed by Assemblyman Kevin Kiley He introduced a gas tax holiday But both houses of legislature rejected the measure So what he was trying to do was to get us to save 51 cents a gallon with a 6 month holiday on gas tax during this crunch And the Democrats spoke up and what did they say? I think Lily Allen is telling you what they said Hold on, let me rewind back to this chorus real quick So you can actually hear what the uh, Democrats said to you They said this, right here, look
2: and your crew, so please don't
0: stay Yeah, that's, that's how it works, that's how it works I mean, you know, the Democrats were concerned that they couldn't support the infrastructure of California. When California is sitting on the largest just bankroll that it's ever had, so much that it's mandated that um, Mr. Newsom give some of that money back from a law that passed in 1971. And uh, and they're still saying, fuck you, man. We're not going to give you that 50, 51 cents a gallon break. And uh, that could really come in handy right now. Don't you think? So remember, when it comes to your pocket, See, that's the thing. Everybody gets on these tangents. And, and and you know me, really, what I vote on, if you really want to boil it down to, I really don't give a shit about abortion. I really don't give a shit about all these other things. What I vote when I go to the polling place to vote, I vote on what affects my pocket. And just like you saw in that previous little clip where they're asking all these people in the blue state, lots of minorities they're asking, and when it comes down to their actual pocket, they're voting, well, they'd rather have Trump in office. And this is the same thing that's going on in our, in in both houses of legislature in Sacramento. We've got a bunch of assholes up there and they're trying to give us a six month break when California is sitting on boatloads of money right now to give us a 51 cent per gallon break on the gas tax at the pump for a six month holiday. And they just basically say, fuck you, because I'll tell you what, the politicians that represent us are so out of touch with reality. They are not in touch with the regular man. We're in California, one of the states where people drive more than any other state. I know I do about 120 miles a day, five days a week, and this gas is expensive. It's really expensive. And so it would have been nice to get a little kind gesture, a little olive branch from our politicians to tell us, hey, you know what? We're going to cut you 51 cents just out of the goodness of our hearts. We're going to stop digging into all these gas taxes that get just manipulated into bullshit programs and basically line the pockets of politicians anyways and we're just going to stop stealing for you for six months to give you a break and what did they say they said a big O resounding fuck you now that being said in congress uh republican chip roy he had some good things to say it's two minutes and 51 seconds long but i'm gonna play the whole thing okay so listen to this
1: well i appreciate the speaker i appreciate the ability to address a few of my colleagues here on the floor of the House, I would note though, here we are again, we're sitting here at the precipice of a government funding uh, running out, and I hear all my colleagues talking about uh, how great it is that we're going to come up with some great big omnibus bill, and I'm hearing that from my colleagues on both sides of the aisle. Nobody in America wants us to plus up more spending, irresponsibly. Nobody in America wants us to say, oh, let's pat ourselves on the back now, because some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle are saying, well, you know what, it's time now to ban Russian oil. It's not good enough to ban Russian oil if we're not going to open up American oil and gas. All we're going to do is provide more money to Venezuela, more money to Saudi, more money to Iran. But yet, that's being touted as a victory. And some of my colleagues on this side of the aisle are saying, okay, good, oh, this is great. But my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, they don't want any oil. They don't mind your gas being... $4, $7, $10 a gallon. Don't get played. But my colleagues on this side of the aisle are about to get played. And everybody back home is saying, what are you going to do to stop vaccine mandates? Nothing. What are you going to do to secure the border? And my colleagues on this side of the aisle are going to say, oh, don't worry, we're going to give you more money for ICE, more money for Border Patrol. But you know what that does? It makes it worse because you're funding the processing of people at our border because that's all Border Patrol and ICE are doing. But my colleagues on this side of the aisle are going to say, oh, look at us, we did something for you for border security. It ain't true. It's going to make it worse. And anybody who's been to the border, anybody who talks to Border Patrol, anybody who talks to ICE knows that's true. We're not going to get a vaccine mandate, we're not going to get a secure border, and we're not going to get more oil and gas being produced in America. And then we're going to say, great, let's have a vote and send more lethal aid to Ukraine, and we're not even going to have a debate down here about what we're doing in funding Ukraine, with Putin rolling over Ukraine. All we're doing is backroom deal making, waiting for somebody to drop a bill on the floor of the House and then come down and vote yes or no. That is a disgusting display by both sides of this body. We ought to have a full and open debate on the floor of the House about what we're doing in sending arms to Ukraine, how much we're spending, what it means for our involvement, what it means for NATO, what it means for stopping Putin, and stop spending money we don't have. Stop funding tyranny. Stop forcing Americans to get a jab or lose their job. Stop leaving the border wide open and stop selling the American people a bill of goods. And I'm looking directly at my party when I say that, and I yield back.
0: Boom, boom, boom. He's laying down some truth there. You know the funny thing about the border is everybody, okay, well not everybody. Uh you know the 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 open border, well it's not an open border, but this this just flood of immigration that's been coming in over the border. It's funny because Democrats have it in their mindset. They stereotype these people and say uh you know in a way they're going to come over here and they're going to vote democratic, but that's not how things work. It's really not. These these immigrants that are coming into the country, once they get here, you got to realize people are self-centered. And when they're self-centered, guess what? They don't want any more people coming over the border to, 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 you know, steal their jobs. Okay, now, let me talk about this for a second because, you know, the, just the way that people work, right? The mental way that people work. Now, some of you know that I was involved in this ridiculous thing called the Disneyland Social Club, right? And I watched this, I'll tell you what it was it gave me an insight into how people's minds work in a in a, in a whole new enlightening way. It, it should have been a college class just watching how people work in a social club situation because consider this like being a part of a social club is like entering the United States. OK. And everybody wants to be a part of a social club. And guess what? Once they become a part of a social club, guess what? They want to make it much, much more difficult for everybody else to become a social club in in the social club scene, right? Now, social club, I'm not going to get into the description of that and all that kind of stuff. For those of you that are listening that know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But it it is just amazing how you take somebody that has become, become a part of this social club scene or become a part of the United States, whether they got here legally or illegally. And once it's the same mindset, you know, it was really easy for this one person to just be a part of the social club scene. Right. And now three months later, they want to make it extremely more difficult for anybody else to be a part of it. It's just this mental thing that happens with people. And I don't know how I got off off on that, but I'll tell you what, um, it's, it's just interesting times and chip there on the floor of the Congress. He had some really, you know, accurate things to say.
3: You say you want
0: a I'm sure this episode will get flagged if I play the Beatles, right? We all want to change the world.
2: About destruction Don't you know that you can count me out? Don't you know it's gonna be alright
0: Alright? Well, I hope it's gonna be alright, that's for sure. All right. You say you don't- Okay, you ever meet that one asshole? You know the one asshole that we're working, and all they do is they just uh they they speak in buzzwords and all this other kind of corporate mumbo jumbo, and they really don't make sense, and they just like to throw all the buzzwords out there twenty four seven, and really they're just fucking idiots. They just happen to be enlightened with a glossary of uh, modern day speak. I think that is Kamala Harris, Toe Harris. She was talking yesterday. This is on CBS News, and I'm listening to her, and I'm just like. <clears throat> Okay, your lips are moving, words are coming out, but you are fucking retarded.
2: The UN has set up a process by which there will be a review and investigations, and we will, of course, participate as appropriate and necessary. But we all watched the television coverage of just yesterday. That's on top of everything else that we know and don't know yet based on what we've just been able to see and because we've seen it or not doesn't mean it hasn't happened but just limited to what we have seen pregnant women going for health care being injured by I don't know, a missile, a bomb in an unprovoked, unjustified war where a powerful country is trying to take over another country, violate its sovereignty, its territorial integrity, for the sake of what? Nothing that is justified or provoked? Absolutely there should be an investigation, and we should all be watching. And I have no question the eyes of the world are on this war, and what Russia has done in terms of this aggression and these atrocities I've no doubt.
0: Yes, I intentionally left that big blank spot at the end of that because that was her just looking uh, hollow eyed into the cameras before she walked off. That was the close of her speech right there. You know what I mean? My stupid mouth Yep, that's all I wanted to play with that, My Stupid Mouth, because Kamala Harris, she sure has got one. Here, Kamala, this is your theme song right here. Every time she comes up to talk, they should just play this. And just loop it. Just loop the My Stupid Mouth part.
2: My stupid mouth has got me in trouble I said too much again To a date over dinner
0: yesterday that's our that's our best of the best that's our elected officials that is the second most powerful person in this country kamala boss stitch stapler swing line not making any sense talking like the dude from what was that office space whatever the guy in the basement anyways that's kamala harris so proud of our country so 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 proud well let me pull up my lesbian anthems playlist for this next story uh, let me see. What should we go with? Girls, girls in red, honey. Uh, girls like girls. Yeah, let's go with girls like girls. I think that'll work for this story. Uh, okay. So, according to the New York Post, if you believe them or not, but apparently, the new fad and fashion is dressing like a lesbian. It's the sexy and powerful new fashion trend. No, I'm not making this up. Let's be honest, queer fashion is totally in. And from the ritzy red carpet to the streaks of the Big Apple, straight identifying women are swapping out their six inch heels and rib crushing corsets for Doc Martin boots and knitted sweater vests. A knitted sweater vest? What's a knitted sweater vest? Anyways, but why is women's wear leaning towards the stereotypical lesbian look? Because Hollywood hot girls like Kristen Stewart, 31 years old, Bella Hadid, 25, Zendaya, 25, and Dakota Johnson, 32, have made the anti-glam mainstream cool. And that's according to author Jill Gudowitz. Outfits that were once the domain of queer women have been popularized on red carpets and in street fashion. In a recently trending article for Harper's Bazaar, seeing lesbian fashion mainstream feels validating. Like we are getting this right the whole time, she continued. The writer of the new book, Girls Can Kiss Now, who in her article vowed to revamp her wardrobe by adding more suits and baggy jeans in order to become the most lesbian lesbian who has ever lesbianed, went on to celebrate Stewart for boosting queer visibility through her casual culture. So I'm looking at these, I'm looking at these pictures. Is this really lesbian fashion? I see Kristen Stewart like in a matching pantsuit with a white tank top with Doc Martens. I mean, I wouldn't say she looks particularly lesbian, but I mean, who who do I know? No, there's another picture. Let's see, who is this? Uh, this is Hadid. Was it Bella Hadid? Anyways, she's wearing a. She just looks frumpy. I swear, she's got like a, like a Midwest NASCAR fan kind of mirrored, like those bomber protection uh, goggles that are tinted, and you know, rednecks wear them with sunglasses. That's what she's wearing with like a frumpy, looks like UPS brown skirt and brown shirt. I mean, she still looks feminine. I don't know. Oh, here, they got a picture of um, the Harry Potter girl. What's her name? Uh, Emma Watson. Apparently, if you wear chunky boots with anything, uh, you're a lesbian. Because Emma Watson, she looks cute here. She's in a black Pantsuit thing with a like a lace bralette type thing underneath, but she looks cute But she has clunky boots on I guess it's the clunky boots Lesbian boots. Well, you got to wear the clunky boots. You need traction You know if you're a lesbian you need that traction on the floor if you're going downtown and it gets pretty aggressive You don't want your feet slipping like I'm sure lesbians can't wear socks when they're doing their downtown action Because you got to have that foot control to keep you in the action Anyways, lesbian fashion is on the rise. All right, let's get rid of this crappy song. All right, good enough, good enough. Well, while, uh, while uh, lesbian fashion might be in, I did find this new poll that was kind of interesting. And what it is... Yeah, hold on, let me put on a little Hank Williams Jr. family tradition. Uh, anyways, this poll... It's weird because it kind of puts this shift of Americans going back to more traditional family values. Because what it says here is a rising share of Americans see women raising children on their own and cohabitation as bad for society. So what the poll numbers show is that when asked back in 2018 and the question was single women raising children on their own, is that okay or not? Back in 2018, 40% said that it wasn't okay. But here we are in 2021, October of 2021, and 47%, so it's up 7%, so that's a trend up of people saying that single women raising children on their own is not the best ideal circumstance. And then another poll, well, it's the same poll, but I mean, it's a different question, but couples living together without being married, so cohabitation. Back in 2018, 19% said that that's not cool. And then in 2021, 24% said that's not cool. So that's a 6% 6 rise. It's just interesting. I've seen a couple other statistics that come out like this and I'm gonna have to like uh, pay more attention where it seems like there is a slight upward trend of more traditional family values and uh, more conservative thinking is starting to take off in the United States a little bit more. Because that 7% increase over uh, 18, 19, 20, 21, over three years. Um, <clears throat> I guess when things get so liberal, the only way to rebel against such a liberal society, if you really want to rebel against the—you re- re- uh, know the liberal society, you have to go conservative. It's kind of interesting. Family traditions. Right, Hank?
2: Hank
0: Williams Jr., man. I remember when I was a kid. I remember when I was a kid, one of the kids in my school. Now, I came from a very, very conservative home. And I remember one of the guys at my school, he had Hank Williams Jr. albums. And I remember I thought that was the most like outrageous thing ever. Listen to Hank and Hank Williams Jr. and the stuff that he was singing. Uh, and I remember my mom got a hold of that CD or tape or whatever I had. I, be, I believe it was a tape back then. And yeah, it wasn't a CD. And uh, I remember her destroying that tape because Hank Williams Jr., uh Bo Cephas. Yeah, he was not he was not OK in a Christian home. Uh, now I, li- I listen back to it, and I'm just thinking, oh, it's just a bunch of jokes. The guy was a jokester. It's funny how your perception can change, huh? Well, proof positive once again that... Now, I hope some of you guys know when I'm being sarcastic when I'm reading these news stories, because there's plenty of times where I'm being sarcastic. So this is just because this one is a little touchy. I just want to clarify that, that I'm being sarcastic. But proof positive once again that anything a woman could do, a man could do better? is USA Today names the Woman of the Year. The Woman of the Year. All right, Drumroll, please. The Woman of the Year is the Assistant Secretary of Health and Human Services, Rachel Levine, a biological man. Once again, the whether it's swimming in a, in a collegiate race or if it's running for Women of the Year, men are stepping up and taking the ground back. Woman of the Year anything a woman can do a man can do better and we are proving that today by kicking their asses in collegiate swim events and also in nominations or winning woman of the year what does it take to be a woman of the year apparently it's a big dick and balls and adams apple helps so there it is right there usa today in their infinite stupidity nominates the woman of the year in the same month that we celebrate national women's day And it's Rachel Levine, a biological dick dragon, balls-drooping man. So, women, I hope that makes you feel good about yourself, that you're not even good enough to qualify for or to win Woman of the Year. You have to compete against men which are doing it better. It's a man's world, baby. It is a man's world. But it wouldn't
2: be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl.
0: Well, an interesting story that is developing right now. Excuse me. Hold on. Let me drink some of my liquid death. Hang on. Uh, Yeah, okay. That's good. Anyways, former representative and Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard tweeted out a video about U.S.-funded biolabs in the Ukraine on Sunday and prompted enormous backlash that included Senator Mitt Romney accusing her of treasonous lies. Well, on Monday, Gabbard snapped back at Romney in a long thread. Anyways, so what's going on is, first off, Tulsi posted this. And it's coming out that this is pretty much, it looks like this is accurate, what she's saying. But here, take a listen to what she said that's causing all the uproar that is causing Mitt Romney to accuse her of treason.
3: Here are the undeniable facts. There are 25 to 30 US funded bio labs in Ukraine. According to the US government, these biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. Ukraine is in an active war zone with widespread bombing, artillery, and shelling, and these facilities, even in the best of circumstances, could easily be compromised and release these deadly pathogens. Now, like COVID, these pathogens know no borders. If they are inadvertently or purposely breached or compromised, they will quickly spread all throughout Europe, the United States and the rest of the world causing untold suffering and death. So in order to protect the American people, the people of Europe, the people around the world, these labs need to be shut down immediately and the pathogens that they hold need to be destroyed. Instead of trying to cover this up, the Biden-Harris administration needs to work with Russia, Ukraine, NATO, the UN to immediately implement a ceasefire for all military action in the vicinity of these labs until they're secured and these pathogens are destroyed. In addition to all this, the US funds around 300 bio labs around the world who are engaging in dangerous research, including gain of function similar to the lab in Wuhan where COVID 19 may have originated from. Now, after realizing how dangerous and vulnerable these labs are, they should have all been shut down two years ago, but they haven't. Now, this is not a partisan political issue. The administration and Congress need to act now for the health and well being of every American and every person on this planet.
0: So that's what Tulsi said to get her in this hot water with Mitt Romney and a bunch of others, calling her a treasonous whatever. Well, Tulsi, who I have a lot of respect for and has more balls and more testosterone than Biden for damn sure, uh, she did clap back, and this is what she had to say uh, regarding Mitt Romney and a bunch of others uh, accusing her of
3: treason. Senator Romney. You've called me a treasonous liar simply for stating the fact that there are over 25 us funded biolabs in Ukraine, which if breached would release and spread deadly pathogens across the United States and the world. And therefore they must be secured so that we can prevent any new pandemics from occurring. Now, bizarrely you claim that securing these labs or even calling for securing these labs is treasonous and will lead to a loss of life. When the exact opposite is obviously true, the spread of pathogens is what will cause the loss of life, not the prevention of such a spread. So, Senator Romney, please provide evidence that what I've said is not true and treasonous. And if you cannot, you should do the honorable thing. Apologize. Resign from the U.S. Senate. Evidence of the existence of these bio labs in Ukraine, their vulnerability and therefore the need to take immediate action to secure them is beyond dispute. Just the other day, the State Department's Victoria Nuland acknowledged that these labs that contain dangerous pathogens exist in Ukraine in her testimony to the U.S. Senate.
2: Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities
3: dated March 11th, there are numerous statements that both directly and indirectly confirm the existence of these biolabs. The United States, through BTRP, has invested approximately $200 million in Ukraine since 2005, supporting 46 Ukrainian laboratories, health facilities, and diagnostic sites. On CBS Face the Nation on March 13th, CBS national security correspondent David Martin said that He'd spoken to a Pentagon official just that morning who told him they're concerned about the existence of these biolabs in Ukraine.
0: The concern is that the Russians will seize one of these um, biomedical research facilities that Ukraine has where they do research on deadly pathogens like um, botulism and, and anthrax, seize one of those facilities, weaponize the pathogen, and then blame it on Ukraine and the U.S. because the U.S. has been providing support for some of the research being done in those facilities.
3: Now, in April of 2020, in refuting Russia's accusations that the U.S. was using biolabs in Ukraine to develop biological weapons, the U.S. embassy in Ukraine acknowledged that there are U.S.-funded labs in Ukraine working with pathogens for vaccines and other peaceful purposes. In a CNN fact check on March 10th, 2022, there are U.S. funded biolabs in Ukraine. That much is true. Furthermore, according to the DOD, there are two biolabs in Ukraine that have been under Russian control for quite some time. Russia illegally took possession of two Ukrainian owned laboratories that BTRP upgraded in 2014 and continues to deny Ukrainian access to these facilities. So Senator Romney, you have a choice. Out of pride, continue to deny the truth or admit that you're wrong. Apologize and resign. Aloha. And remember that without the truth, we can be neither safe nor free. I don't think I've
0: ever heard an aloha with so much sting on it as when it's coming out of Tulsi Gabbard's mouth. Do you notice the difference between Tulsi Gabbard and that clip that we were playing earlier of Kamala Harris, where Tulsi actually makes fucking sense? You know what I'm saying? So what Tulsi is saying is, man, there's some bad shit over there in the Ukraine, and if we don't do something about it, this could turn out pretty bad. Mitt Romney's full of shit; he's speaking out his ass, typical. Uh, down talking to the to the woman, but Tulsi, man, if this is true, at which it, I mean, she's coming with fact sheets, right? She's coming with receipts and talking about all this. It's well documented in many papers that this is going on in the Ukraine. Uh, we're going to see much more of this in the in the in the immediate future. That's for sure. But Tulsi Gabbard, man, that's a clap back to uh, you know, Mitt Romney. And kudos to her. I got a lot of respect for her. She's a Democrat and I have a lot of respect for her because the thing about her is she's real. She's real. I mean, I've got a, I've got a, you know, I don't agree with a lot of things that Bernie Sanders say, but you know what? When you hear him talk, he's a real guy and he's got his real passionate things that he's passionate about and he makes sense when he speaks. Now, I don't agree with the conclusions that he draws, but, you know, these are politicians that are real people. Ronald Reagan was a real person, you know what I mean? Now we've got this Biden and this Newsom and this other just jackasses running the country, um, and, you know, I don't have much respect for him, but Tulsi... You're going to be hearing about this in the news. This is going to be hitting the news pretty hard in the next few days. If it's not hit hard in the news the next few days, you can see how the conspiracy is out there to um, hide the truth from the American people. And that's all I have to say about that. Anyways, this is Jake with Radio Underland News. Uh, That's what we've got for the day, and I will talk to you later. You guys be good, be good humans, be kind to each other, uh, and and let's uh, let's carry on here. All right, I I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.